Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Happy Monday to everybody as we get forward, look forward to the Monday night football game between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. They will close out week six. They will have to live up to the Sunday night game between the Patriots and the Chiefs, a game that had plenty of highlights on both sides of the ball with the Chiefs and the Patriots locking horns. It was the Patriots coming out with a 43-40 shootout victory against Mr. Mahomes and that high-powered offense there in Kansas City. Today on the podcast, we will talk about some injuries that happened during Week 6. We'll also look at some things that we noticed from Week 6, and we'll close out the podcast with some waiver wire options, along with a look at the primetime slates over on DraftKings and FanDuel, both sites offering up a healthy prize of $250,000 to first place, FanDuel with a $9 buy-in, DraftKings with a $10 buy-in. That kind of money is life-changing money that I know I could definitely use. I would assume you are feeling the same way. If you see that $250,000 in your bank account come Tuesday morning, life is always a little better with a little extra cash in your account. Let's go ahead and start off with the podcast today. We'll talk about some of the injuries that we saw in Week 6, along with some players that didn't even suit up for week six as they sat out due to their injuries. T.Y. Hilton, Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook all sat out with their hamstring injuries, injuries that I don't like moving forward. Those hamstring injuries are ones that can definitely keep creeping up on you, and you just never know if that's going to have a lingering effect of the season. As we've seen with Fournette, that injury has affected him twice now, and hopefully he can sit out until that's fully healed, but you just never know. I believe it's been two quarters that Fournette's played for the uh, entire 2018 season so far, missing the rest of the time. As a first-round pick, you're likely sitting at a losing record if Fournette was your number one overall draft pick in your league in the first round. We also saw Devonta Freeman and Chris Thompson not play and suit up in Week 6. Freeman coming off of the injury that he had a week before. He played in Week 5 but suffered a foot injury. Now he is missing uh, more time after missing a couple games with a knee injury prior to this foot injury. Chris Thompson, ribs and knee, and Jamison Crowder with an ankle injury also did not suit up in these uh, games during Week 6. Washington played a little thin at both wide receiver and running back in their game against Carolina, a game that they would come out with the victory in despite all of the thinness at both positions. The Falcons saw a pair of receivers leave the field, Ridley and Sanu. Sanu left with a hip injury and Ridley with an ankle injury. The Buffalo Bills continue their downward spiral in the 2018 season. This time they lose Josh Allen, their rookie quarterback, to an injury. He is uh, considered questionable moving forward, as is Derek Carr and Amari Cooper. Both uh, left the game in London for the Raiders, um, Carr with a shoulder injury. Sounds like from John Gruden, he's not. he doesn't believe it's a serious injury moving forward. He believes with the bye week this upcoming week, he'll be fine come week eight when the Raiders return to the field. As for Cooper, he suffered a concussion um, during the game in London against the Seahawks. 
but it sounds as if the inconsistent wide receiver is being shot by the Raiders. Maybe a little change of scenery is something that would do him well, as he was a high uh, high wide receiver that I like coming into the season. His inconsistency is a uh, will be a blessing this week that he will not be able on the field because of the bye week. I'll be able to keep him off of my starting lineups in my season-long leagues. We all saw the number two option in New York, Quincy and Nunwa, leave with an ankle injury, as did Tavon Austin of the Cowboys. He left the game with a, uh, with a growing injury against the Jaguars on Sunday. And Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams was carted off the field before halftime. But he did return to the field in the second half after being carted off. I thought there's no way he'd be back in the, on the field after being carted off. But he did return, not to put up much uh, production after the injury. Likely most of that due to that injury. And he sounds like he's going to be very questionable for the Week 7 matchup. If you have not checked us out over on www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, my Monday morning water cooler article talks about those injuries, talks about waiver wire pickups, talks about players you can drop for those waiver wire pickups, and talks about streaming defenses and quarterbacks for the upcoming week. It's a premium article that you can, that you can get on the website for $5 a week or $29.99 for the entire season. The $5 and the $29.99 allows you to get some great DFS and season-long content um, that I believe can help you win your leagues. Some of the few articles besides the Monday morning article that we do there are uh, cash games for both DraftKings and FanDuel. We talk about some contrarian plays over there on, on in GPPs for both sides. And we also talk about some GPP stacks that can help you take down those big tournaments there on DraftKings and FanDuel. That's that's right. www.fantasyfootballgenius.com has all your season-long and DFS needs. $5 a week or $29.99 a, for the entire season. Just to give you a little taste of the waiver wire options, I'll give you a couple running backs, a couple wide receivers, and a tight end that I'm looking at um, this upcoming week, if not taken picked up in my league prior to this week. I'll also talk about streaming defense and the streaming quarterback that you can look at this week if you are not a owner of the Aaron Rodgers or the Tom Brady's of the world. A couple running backs that I'm looking at is of the Houston Texans. Look at Donta Foreman with Lamar Miller not taking control of that running back role there in Houston. I think the Texans might give Foreman a little look now that he's coming back from his injury. And he is a player that could possibly steal that show there in Houston and run with the starting role moving forward, part of the pun. I also think that if you're looking at a Philadelphia running back, you might want to be a little careful. Sounds like the Eagles might be looking to possibly trade for Le'Veon Bell. I think it, it, it'll be Le'Veon Bell there um, once all said and done. But don't count out David Johnson. Don't count out LaShawn McCoy as possible options there in Philadelphia as they look to get back to the Super Bowl as the team struggles. Any of those three running backs would help that offense. I think Bell is the best fit there. But um, you might want to keep an eye on also Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood. If they don't make a move, those are the running backs to have moving forward. Of those two, I think Clement is the better option. But like I said, be a little careful because I think the Eagles might make a run at one of the three running backs I talked about, Bell, Johnson, or McCoy. I think Bell is the better option, obviously, if they can get a deal done in, in place. At wide receiver, if Christian Kirk is not taken in your league, jump on him. I think he is a player that should be owned in all leagues. And moving forward, he will be taken off of my 
Monday morning water cooler waiver wire pickups because I think Kirk should be 100% owned. He's showing that him and Rosen have a great connection, and I think he's going to have a great second half of the season. Also keep your eyes on Cortland Sutton and the Denver Broncos. With that team spiraling downward, I think that the rookies there, um, we're already seeing the running backs getting a lot of look. I think the wide receivers there in Denver might be getting more and more look as the team continue to struggle. They might want to take a look at what they have with the with the youth there. Um, with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders likely gone, one or the, either one or both um, next year likely will not return. I think Sutton is the soon-to-be number one. They need to see what they have in him, and I think he is a player that can have a tremendous impact for your fantasy team, maybe even have a, a second half that helps you propel to the Super, to your Super Bowl in fantasy football. Deshaun Hamilton is also a player to keep your eye on. He's not worth the pickup yet, but he's definitely a player that I'm going to have my eyes on moving forward, especially if this spiral continues in Denver, which I don't see it changing anytime soon. Unfortunately, as a Bronco owner, I think we are in for a rough 2018 season. And I think it's time to see what we have in Sutton moving forward as that number one option. I think he's going to be more and more looking to um, dethrone Demarius Thomas as that number one option there in Denver. Tight end, a couple of tight ends that I'm looking at. Um, uh, one of the tight ends that I'm looking at picking up is Hayden Hurst there in Baltimore. I know rookie tight ends usually don't have a very huge impact in, during their first year, but the Baltimore Ravens do use that r- tight end quite a bit there in their offense and I think Hurst has the ability to have a decent second half of the season that if you need help at the tight end position Hurst is a pickup that you might want to look at if you listen to me uh, prior to the season and heading into your drafts I was a team stream of quarterback I never look at the Aaron Rodgers or the Tom Brady just because I'm not looking to spend a high draft pick on them if that's you this week I think you need to take a look at Baker Mayfield the Cleveland Browns with the matchup at Tampa Bay, we know the Buccaneers don't have much of a pass defense. They've given up huge numbers to opposing quarterbacks. I think Mayfield adds to that list to this week with a huge um, bounce back from his rough game yesterday. I think Mayfield has a tremendous Sunday on in his game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As for streaming defenses, if you are one of those owners that streams your defense, take a look at the Houston Texans against Jacksonville or the New England Patriots against the Bears. Yes, the Bears put up a lot of points and a lot of yards yesterday against the Miami Dolphins, but they are a turnover-prone offense, and I think the Patriots can be a defense that can make some moves there in the um, on the defense side of the ball and get you a turnover or two and maybe even get in the end zone as a, de- as a defense as a whole. If you're looking to pick up a player for whether it be a bi-week replacement or maybe you had one of the players go down with injury, a few players that I'm looking at that you can feel comfortable, maybe comfortable is not the right term, but a player that you can drop on your team due to the way they're playing this year. Again, my droppable players are not players that I guarantee that you should be able to drop and feel comfortable for. They're players that I feel that if you need the spot, feel free to drop these players because it seems like they're... 2018 season is not going the way that many maybe maybe that we thought they could be. A couple big names that I have no issue dropping right now as it sits: Larry Fitzgerald, Jordan Howard, and Lamar Miller. Like I said in my uh, waiver wire pickups, I think Foreman is going to be getting more and more look in Houston, and Miller seems to be going downward as the season goes on. And Fitzgerald, I don't know if it's the age finally catching up to him or if it's the offense, but it seems like his time as a very safe wide receiver is over, and Jordan Howard's time in Chicago seems to be going downward as he seems to be getting less and less looks as the week move forward. 
whether that has to do with Terry Cohen, I don't know, or it's just uh, the way it's going now. But Howard, who looked to be a, um, a steal during the drafts, is turning into a bust for the season. And I have no issue dropping any of those three moving forward if you need the spot. A few things that I took out of week six. Um, this is in my article that I write every, every Monday. It, go, it goes up on the site. It's called Five Things We Know After a Particular Week. After week six, I think we found out the New York Giants offense is not what we had thought. And it all has to do with Eli Manning under center. Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley are superstars in their own right. But are they trustworthy in fantasy football? Obviously, if you have either player, you're going to be starting them on a week-to-week basis. Every week you're going to start them because they are star players and they can have huge days no matter what. But I think we have to expect that there are going to be down times in that offense and there there is bust potential in both players moving forward with Eli Manning under center. With the backups behind Manning, I don't know if there's any change that's going to be seen in the future unless they make a push for it like a Tyrod Taylor or something like that or a veteran backup to take over the starting job over Manning, which seems like the years have finally caught up to him and his NFL career may be nearing the end as he is struggling week in and week out. We also found out that touchdowns maybe don't matter in fantasy football like we thought, but that only... Counts if your name is Julio Jones. Yes, in a game that I thought he would definitely get in the end zone, he failed to do so again. The Falcons just don't like either the Falcons don't like to get him the ball, or maybe Julio Jones is allergic to the end zone. But he put up a monster day yet again without touching the end zone, catching 10 balls for 143 yards. Just imagine if he would have gotten the end zone once or twice. Those great numbers would would have been become monster numbers as the Falcons won a shootout against the Buccaneers on Sunday without their star wide receiver sniffing the end zone on Sunday afternoon. As we close the podcast, we'll look at the up-and-coming primetime slates over on DraftKings and FanDuel and what I might be looking at doing if, uh, if you're putting in a, raw, a lineup. Like I said, the DraftKings is a $10 entry fee. 147,000 plus players enter. Top prize is $250,000. And if we jump over to FanDuel, theirs is a $9 entry fee, but same top prize of $250,000. You're trying to beat out 132,000 people. That's a lot of people to beat out if you're looking to win that top prize. You're going to have to be very contrarian with one or two of your players. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be very popular on both sites. I don't think I'm going to be fading him on DraftKings, but on FanDuel I might look at the fade of Rodgers to be a little different with my lineups compared to everybody else. How I look at these is, of course, I'd like to cash in them, but I'm trying to win it, so I'm trying to be as contrarian as possible with having a shot at the end to win it. On DraftKings, what I'm looking at doing, I usually like to pay down um, with the captain spot. Again, you're paying one and a half times the salary, but you're also getting one and a half times the points in that game. And to get the stars in the game, um, I usually like to pay down as best I can. This week, I don't think I'm going to be paying down as much as I had in weeks past. I think I'm going to lock C.J. Beathard in my captain spot and hope for a come from behind, throwing the ball plenty with the San Francisco uh, 49ers offense. We also look at a few players in that game that are questionable. Maybe take a can't maybe take a chance on a couple of those questionable players and hope that other players don't look at those um, and they see that Q next to their name and they avoid them. Unfortunately, with players that that have that Q next to their name, um, one of the ones that I really like is George Kittle. 
He's going to be very popular, I think, on both DraftKings and FanDuel. But I don't see a reason why you want to fade kill this week. I think my fade's going to come from Mr. Rogers on FanDuel. But on DraftKings, I'm definitely going to be playing playing Rogers just because you can play a kicker for a little less money. And that's uh, one thing that a lot of people don't do is they don't look at the kickers on DraftKings as much as they could. They have a, a fairly safe floor if you can have a floor for a football player. Obviously, zero is the floor. But with the uh, field goals and extra points, I think the kicker position is fairly safe if you want to um, put a kicker in the uh, captain spot. That's what I did last night in the Sunday night game. Didn't work out, but Butker did put a, a decent score for that captain spot. That allows you to get the both quarterbacks and a couple playmakers doing that. I think this week is not the way to go with kicker at the, the captain spot. I think I want to go with the uh, Bethard and hope for a shootout and maybe go with a couple of the lesser-owned wide receivers um, slash tight ends. I think I'm not going to touch Jimmy Graham, but what I think I am going to do is I'm going to go Marquise Goodwin um, on FanDuel and not on DraftKings. I think DraftKings I'm going to be going with the running back there in San Francisco. Um Kyle, as I like to call him, Juice uh, Justick. Uh, last week, if we if we look at his game log, he had um, seven seven targets, six receptions on those seven targets, seventy five yards. With DraftKings being a PPR site, I think he is a nice play in your flex. Maybe avoid Marquise Goodwin, play him over on DraftKings uh, on Fanduel, where the touchdowns count a little more, and you want those big play players over there on DraftKings, on FanDuel, and you want the PPR players over on DraftKings. Um, If I'm looking to be contrarian on FanDuel, I think, again, with no um, difference between flex and your MVP, salaries are the same. Everybody's going to be going. If you're going to go Rodgers, you're going to throw Rodgers in your MVP slot. And if you're not going to go Rodgers, you're going to go Beathard or maybe even uh, Devontae Adams there in your MVP spot. So I think what I might look to do is fade Aaron Rodgers completely and go after Mr. Aaron Jones in my MVP spot and hope that a get the score get up score early and run the ball late is how the Packers look at things. I think they might be looking to possibly maybe see if they can use this as a limited week for Rodgers um, still suffering from his injury that he suffered against the Bears. Um, obviously, he, he's, he's put up decent numbers. But I think the Packers, if they can, they might want to limit what he does on offense. And to do so, get up big and have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Jones do the heavy lifting for Aaron Rodgers, who they typically count on the heavy lifting. And if you want to be able to maybe uh, grab those touchdowns that Aaron Rodgers throw, we know he's probably going to throw one or two. Maybe both of those touchdowns go to uh, Devontae Adams. So even though you don't have Rodgers, you do have Adams in your lineup, so you're not taking a big hit when Rodgers throws two or, uh, one or two touchdowns. And hopefully that's all he does is he throws one or two touchdowns and maybe Mr. Jones runs for a couple himself and maybe you get another one, a random one from um, Jamal Williams. So maybe going with a, um, Aaron Jones in the MVP and then coming back with Jamal Williams as a flex you're covering both running backs. You're likely getting the running back uh, carries, running back touches, running back touchdowns if there's any having. And if Aaron Rodgers only throws one or two touchdowns and both of them go to Devontae Adams, you have that covered because you have Adams. And then you run it back with C.J. Beathard and maybe you throw in Marquise Goodwin as the uh, sole beneficiary of those big plays from Beathard as they look to um, come back in the second half against the Packers if they fall down quick, down early. That's one way that I'm looking at it. Um, on FanDuel, I'm likely going to fade uh, Mr. Rogers. I don't think you f- you fade him on DraftKings as easily. 
because you can fit in Rodgers because the uh, kickers are a little cheaper. But that's what I'm looking at over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hopefully, if I can't win the top prize, one of you out there does win the top prize, and we can talk about how we hit the nuts on one of the other sites, DraftKings or FanDuel. Good luck if you have um, a player in tonight or you're fading uh, points tonight in the, in the Monday night game between the Packers and the 49ers. And good luck with your upcoming Week 7 research as we get you started after tonight's game we'll have our rankings up on the site that's www.fantasyfootballgenius.com and if you have not uh, gave us a follow on twitter or instagram please do so <clears throat> our instagram handle is at fansportsgenius and our instagram is fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore this week for the podcast later on this week we're going to talk about if you had anybody in the Sunday night game and how that worked out for you. So, let us know if you had anybody in Sunday night. Let us know if that was positive or negative. If you had to fade someone like Tyreek Hill and obviously he did not happen. We want to hear those stories. We'll talk about it on the podcast later this week when we look at the week week 7 matchups. But as for right now, Good luck for the week six. Good luck on the game tonight. And if you have anything going on tonight's, tonight's game, good luck as we get ready for week seven moving forward. Have a good day.